What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? Well, I got to admit, another another day, another episode, another week. And I know you're going to laugh about this, Michael, but I told you I wanted you to be on my podcast. But that feeling of being unworthy and that feeling of, well, I need to be decent enough. I need to have decent numbers and all that. That's, that's the whole reason why it literally took me that long. Is that, it was that little voice inside my head that said, well, let me, let me ask you to, to be on the show. Well... Uh, that that's clearly something that we'll talk about because you know we're always having to work on things. So, Michael, thank you, thank you for the opportunity of being here, brother. Yeah, man, it's it's my pleasure. I'm I'm excited to be here with you. You know, we connected. Uh, gosh, I guess it was a year ago almost at this point, and you know, just watching your mission and what you're about, it's inspiring. And so, whenever I can be in alignment with people who are trying to make the world better, I'm all about it, man. Well, dude, what, what I love about, I, I mean, before I, I always thought like I was a person that, you know, was broken or different. And dude, I, I literally, to me, there's, there's no life just doesn't happen. It's no coincidences. And that's why we, we met each other. And that's what I, I was like, dude, cause I, 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 I was friends with you on Facebook. I heard the podcast. I've been there and I'm like, wow, man. Uh, well, you're, you're going to have to introduce yourself because I don't want to be the, the complete fanboy. Although I'll tell everybody you're, you're a, a, definitely a podcaster, definitely an achiever and definitely a man and a great book writer. Thanks, man. Um, I appreciate that. So, you know, and, and look, I, I want to always create context. So I think if it's okay with you, it's your show. I don't want to like railroad it, but I, I'd love to tell my backstory because I, I I think without that, people would be like, fuck this guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they say that about me before the podcast, before the book and after. You're, totally. you're always going to have people to say, fuck, fuck off, man. So yeah, hundred percent. But you know, it's funny because when, when people will preface um, who I am with success, I'm like, wait a second, hold on. We got to talk about the real stuff first. So I grew up in Indianapolis. Uh, my mother, she was a drug addict and alcoholic. At four years old, she actually cut off my right index finger. And people always say, well, how could your mother do that? I'm like, well, it was a perpetuation of the continuation of abuse and trauma. She was doing what she was taught. She married my stepfather when I was six. He was super abusive. Um, he had kicked the shit out of my brothers and I. He put me in the hospital a couple of times. I spent the majority of my childhood deeply impoverished and homeless. And in fact, by the time that I was 12 years old, I lived with 30, three zero different families. At 12, my grandmother adopted me. And you'd be like, oh, great. That's a godsend. But I'm biracial, black and white. And she's a super racist ass old white lady from a town in Tennessee you never heard of. So that spurred on this identity crisis. I got high for the first time when I was 12, drunk at 13. And by 15, I was expelled from school for selling drugs. I was breaking in houses, stealing cars, running from the cops, getting shot at, like the craziest stuff you can imagine. And luckily, got put into a last chance program. 
and still did not graduate high school on time. And in fact, the irony of it all, my business teacher is the person that failed me. And he said something to me that changed my life. I went up to his classroom on the, the date, like two days before graduation. And I was like, how dare you fail me? I was like this ornery, like 18 year old. And he's like, I didn't fail you. You failed yourself. And what you need to understand about life is you can't get by on your charms and your good looks. If you want something, you have to earn it. And that for Omar, dude, that forever changed the trajectory of my life because no one had ever stood up for me. Everyone had just kind of pushed me through. I had straight Fs. I was getting suspended. I was always fighting. I was on drugs. I was high literally the whole time I was in school, if I even went. And, and he stood up for me. And he was like, you got to do something different. And so I had to go to summer school. And I remember feeling so incredibly embarrassed. I was the, the black sheep of the school, the laughing stock of the school. It was almost impossible not to graduate from my high school. And in fact, the year I graduated, Harris Studies did a, a research poll and found uh, this listing of 100 worst schools in America called the dropout factories. And uh, my school was on there the year I graduated. Well, so I'm, I'm in this position trying to figure out what's next in my life. And for whatever reason, I made a declaration myself. I said, by the time I'm 21, I want to make $100,000 a year legally. And the legal part was so incredibly important. I have family in prison for life. I've been in handcuffs multiple times. And as of today, my three childhood best friends have been murdered. And I knew the path I was going. I knew exactly what was going to happen if I didn't change. And so that legal part became everything. And so I, I grabbed a job trying to just figure things out. I landed at a fast food company, became an assistant general manager in training. And at 18 years old, I had 52 people under me. And I started having leadership skills, starting learning skills. And I, I knew that wasn't going to be the path, but it, it got me in the ballpark. And a couple of years later, I had a friend Message me. We're on MySpace. So I'm going to mess, age myself a little bit here. And he's, he had just got a Tahoe. And I was like, dude, how the fuck did you get a Tahoe? Right? Because I'm just like freaking out. And, and he's like, oh, I got a job working for this insurance company. Dude, my mind was blown. I didn't know you could do that. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. Only thing I knew was warehouse jobs, unemployment centers, fast food gigs, buy here, pay here. That's the only thing I knew about life. And that sparked this thing. I was like, oh, that's my path to 100,000. And so I started writing resumes, learning more skills, making more cover letters. I applied for every insurance company I could find. And sure enough, as I was heading into my 21st birthday, I landed a job with a Fortune 10 company in sales, no high school diploma, no college education. And I cashed my first check for $10,000 right after my 21st birthday. And you would think like, oh, that's awesome. Everything in life started to change. But that money did what happens to people that get money for the first time. And it made my life so much worse. And I found myself at 26 years old, 350 pounds, smoking two packs a day, drinking myself to sleep. And that's when I put a gun in my mouth. Dude, I was just done. I was like, money was supposed to solve this. It's supposed to fix all these problems, but it didn't. And as I was laying in bed the next day, I was, and you got to keep this in mind, I'm 350 pounds, I'm smoking a joint, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, I'm eating chocolate cake and watching the CrossFit games. Like, dude, if that's not rock bottom, <laughs> I don't know what is. And so 
for whatever reason, I got up and I went to the bathroom and I looked at myself in the mirror. And I remembered being eight years old when the water company had come and turned our water off. Now, I grew up in Indianapolis. I grew up in a city in America. We were so poor. They were always turning off our water, turning off our electricity, turning off our heat in the winter. We were getting evicted all the time. And this one particular day, the water company came and turned off the water. I go in the backyard. It's a blistering hot Indiana August summer day. And I take this little blue bucket and I walk across the street to our neighbor's house. And for the first time in my life, I stole water. And I remember being like, when I'm a grown up, that's not going to be my life. And it wasn't my life from a monetary aspect, but it wasn't every other way because I was still that hurt, lost little boy. And as I looked in the mirror, and I will never understand why, I asked myself, what are you willing to do to have the life that you want to have? And the words, no excuses, just results started reverberating through my body. And what that meant in that moment was that I was going to get over myself, let go of the past, start healing. Really, it was stop putting up with my own bullshit and start going forward and creating the life I knew I could have. 11 years later, here I am talking to you. Now, in that process, there was a tremendous amount of work. Therapy, group therapy, men's group therapy, trauma-informed therapy, CBT, EMD, EMDR, excuse me, NLP, the whole, every acronym you can think of. It was going to support groups. It was having a coach, learning about and growing into personal development, reading all the books, investing in myself, going to conferences, gaining skills. And as of today, I have like over 30 trauma-informed education certifications and certificates. It was about showing up for my life to save my own life. And through that, I've been very fortunate to have been able to create Think Unbroken, which is not, was not, and the way I think about it was never, ever anywhere close to the realm of reality for me. I never thought that's what I would be doing with my life. And today I've had the the extreme privilege of being able to serve over a quarter million people around the world, being a number one best-selling author, having one really, which is crazy, you'll appreciate this, winning investments from Grant Cardone into my business, speaking on some of the biggest stages in the world, and, and ultimately and most importantly, giving people the tools to help them overcome the past to learn how to love themselves and become the hero of their own story. And you know what the best part about it is? You did all that work and you weren't in scarcity. A lot of people would be like, hey, you know what? I'm fixed. (laughs) Screw it. Everybody else on their own. But you, you realize, like what Anthony Robbins always says, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. And he also says to live a life in purpose. And that's, that's what you're doing. And you pivoted and you're like, hey, if I can do it, because we, we all have trauma. We've all, we're, we're, we're a product of our environment in the sense, our childhood. You know, I, I, I didn't have the Mr. Rogers childhood either. So, I mean, I, I completely understand. Yeah. And, and look, one of the things that's really interesting about all of this is, you know, when I was 23, 24, 25, like I knew about Tony Robbins and I'd just be like, that guy's so full of shit. You know what I mean? That guy doesn't know anything about life. He's just up on stage. I didn't know his story, right? I didn't know his experiences. Yeah, he had a rough childhood too. Yeah, he did. And and I just judged. 
And I just made, you know, I made fun and I cracked jokes and I'll never forget. There's, there's an interesting like serendipity to the universe. So when I was 20, uh, this uh, 21, excuse me, my roommate's girlfriend gave me a copy of Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. And so she, she hands me this book and she goes, Hey, I really think this is going to help you. She didn't know me. We, she just said it might've been an energy she felt who knows, but she gave me this book. And Omar, dude, I threw it in the trash can because I was like, I'm not reading this shit. I wouldn't spend $5 to invest in myself in my 20s. And last year, I spent six figures. And that's not a flex because it's taken a tremendous amount of effort and energy to be able to afford to do that. But it started with $5 and it started with $10 and started with a simple course online. And it started with a podcast. So, you know, all these things over the course of the last decade plus that have led me to where I am. So a couple of weeks ago, I'm like, I'm going to go to the Goodwill to find a coffee table book. I'm I'm all about the goodwill, dude. Like if I can not have to spend full price on a book, bet. <laughs> and I love the library because like, think about this. Last year, I read 62 books. I'm not trying to pay for all those books when I can get them for free. You know, that's what the library is for. And people are always like, I can't afford it. I'm like, because you are not solution oriented. Go to the library. And so anyway, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go and get a book from Goodwill. And literally the second I walk in, I look in the corner, I turn my head, brand new, not even joking. The spine has never been cracked, brand new copy of Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth. And I'm just like, that's how the universe works. But you have to pay attention to the signs and you have to be do- willing to do the work. Because trust me, there's hard days in this, man. I remember you know, when I went to my therapist multiple times a week. There was a point I was going to therapy three times a week in different modalities, spending tens of thousands of dollars a month. Every Wednesday for years, I went and sat in my therapist's office. Every Wednesday, rain, shine. If I'm sick, I don't give a shit. Committed to figuring this out. And, and the thing about it is, you know, too often, and, and I recognize the impact of trauma. One of the things that it does that people don't understand is it, it takes away your agency. It takes away that place in you in which you feel like you can show up because all you ever hear as a kid is you're not good enough. You're not strong enough. You're not capable enough. Who do you think you are? How dare you? And, and the truth about trauma that people don't actually understand that I'm really trying to put a lot of meaning to right now is that trauma is actually the theft of identity. The most dangerous thing I could ever do as a child was have an opinion. The fastest way for me to get my head slammed into a wall was to speak my mind or ask for something that I needed. And so you think about that impact of trauma as a kid, and suddenly you're in this position, and now you're in school. And you're sitting there, imagine this little Omar, you're seven years old, you're in second grade, you're coloring the house, and you make the sun purple, and Miss Smith comes up to you. Omar, that is not how you make the sun. What is wrong with you? The sun is yellow. And all the kids laugh at you. And you learn how to turn off who you are because it's dangerous to be you because there's a ramification carried with that. And so now you're impacted in home, you're impacted by school, your community, your friends, your peers, neighbors, strangers on the street, and you learn how to turn yourself off. Why? Because of survival. Think about this for a second. The human brain has one purpose, survival. 
It doesn't care about your dreams. It doesn't care about your missions or your goals or your books or your anything. It cares about make sure when you're walking through the world that you live long enough to procreate and not die. That's it. That's the only functional purpose. Right? Why do you think when the amygdala misfires, you go into hyper hyper arousal? You're in fight or flight. You're in the sympathetic nervous system. You're in this place where your body is flooded with adrenaline. It could be from a sound, from a vision, from a smell. Your brain doesn't give a shit about anything except keeping you alive. And so now you have all these learned behaviors. We're experiential beings, right? We learn through pattern. And so you're going through school. You're going through life. And every time you try to be you, there's pain. So you learn how to turn you off because if you can turn you off, you're safe. And look, here's the fucked up part about that. That serves you for a period of time. When you're 12, 17, 23, whatever, it serves you. You need safety. But then there's a moment where things pivot, where it no longer serves you. And you find yourself at 30, 52, 72 years old, you can't stand up for yourself. You can't say yes. You can't follow through on commitments. You can't be the person that you know you're capable of being because you've been conditioned to be terrified of being yourself. And that's the greatest fear that we face as people who come from traumatic experiences. The fear is being us because being us is fucking dangerous. And what happens in that is the only way you're able to move through it is you must face it. And in order to face it, you must be willing to go through hell because the hard, I promise you, dude, the hardest fucking thing I've ever, ever done in my life is look in the mirror and be okay with the reflection on the other side. (laughs) Tell me about it. I I know that feeling. Uh, To me, it was always easier just running away from things. But, you know, you can't run away from who you are. Like what you said, if that mirror stares you straight, straight back. So you can move, you can't go to, you can go to Maui, you can move to Louisiana, like what I did for a little while. Your problems and who you are, they, they stare you right back in the, at, that, at that reflection. And, you know, if that, that's, that's where a lot of the, the hate comes from or a lot of just self-destructive patterns, because if you don't like who you are and you don't like that reflection and, you know, the unworthiness and all the other negative, negative stuff starts kicking in. Yeah. And, and what's really interesting about that is I came to realize probably, I don't know, four years ago, I was, I was starting to write the first book or I might've been halfway through it at that point, somewhere along the lines there. And, and I thought to myself, It takes as much energy to destroy your life as it does to build your life. And that's really scary because that means that you are faced with the opportunity right now, literally in this moment, not tomorrow, not in a week from now, but today, right now to make a decision that'll make your life different. And when you make decisions that make your life different, your life becomes different. And look, fear is not going anywhere. I promise you, it ain't going nowhere. Because the next thing's coming, the next virus, the next pandemic, the next time the inflation comes, the next time you get fired or lose the job or lose a family member or get sick or hospitalized or something happens in your life that's tragic, it's fucking coming. 
It's oh. coming. It just is. Mm-hmm. And so you have the ability to have foresight into that and just acknowledge the reality that when you change your relationship with time and death, you will operate differently in the world. Because I promise you, one thing is 100%, no questions asked, going to happen. And that is that you are going to die. And the biggest fear, people ask me all the time, what is my greatest fear? My greatest fear is that I will be on my deathbed in that little moment right here, that like last gasp, that breath right before it's all over. I'll have that and I'll go, oh no, I have regrets. Nothing is more terrifying to me than that because that is a life unlived. People are so tied into the pain of decision because it creates uncertainty because they don't understand what's on the other side of it yet. But every decision you ever make is filled with uncertainty. Every single time you eat could be the last time you eat because you could fucking choke to death. But that's not going to stop you from doing it, is it? And the truth is, when you think about that in relation to your life, leaving the relationship, asking the person out for coffee, starting the business or the podcast or asking the person, right? Whatever that fear is that's right there in front of you, it's often the thing that keeps you awake at night. And I love my sleep, brother. If it's on my mind, if it's on my heart and I can't sleep, it must be addressed. And the hard part about that is that's fear. That thing that you need to do that's keeping you awake at night is the difference between success and failure in your life. And it sucks because a lot of times it means that fear is going to impact and change everything. But often, more often than not, I have discovered when you are willing to face that fear and walk down that tunnel, on the other side of it, there's inevitably always light. The hardest decisions I've ever made in my life have put me to where I am today, leaving careers, starting businesses, speaking on stages, writing books. Dude, every day, almost every fucking day, somebody messages me and they're like, how dare you talk about this? You don't have a college degree. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? (laughs) And in that, I could stop because of other people. And I could not show up because I had a learning disability as a kid. And I could not stand on stages because I was terrified to show my face as a child. I could not do all the things that I can't do, right? I could remove every aspect of who I am. But I can promise you this, if I did that, I would die with nothing but regret. And the people who are listening to this right now who need to hear it today, that thing that you are scared of, It's not going away. It's not just going to magically go and disappear. The relationship that you're in that's toxic, that's fucking up your life, that you refuse to leave because you're more comfortable in the pain, that ain't going nowhere. The idea that you have to build the business that you are so desperate to create, but you can't leave the job because you have insurance. Like uh, One of the ones that killed me the most, dude, I can't. I got a lease. Shut the fuck up seriously, you're going to tell me that you're going to let a piece of paper be the determining factor in whether or not you live your life. Think about this for a second. If you do that, you're going to die with regret. 
Well, that's just people look, looking for any little excuse. That it, it's because the fear of the unknown, the fear of getting going past your comfort. That's why, hey, my lease, I have a lease, or <sighs> Michael, if I stay here, I get one next year, I'll get an extra week of vacation. Or if I leave this relationship, oh, well, Michael, I'm, I'm 48. If I leave this relationship, I might be alone for the rest of my life because there's not 10 billion people on this planet. This one person might be the only person that wants to be with me. I can't do that. But, you know, it's always that bullshit story that, that, that you know, instead of just saying, hey, I'm fucking afraid. I, I don't I don't want I don't want to fear. How, how about if I fail? Overall, it's oh my god! If I fail, you know that that's why it's always easier to point out because everybody has a little excuse, man. The lease, you know, it's timing. I'm preparing. You love that one, right? Uh, I'm. I'll be preparing to take action. Fucking do something, man! Don't don't fucking prepare. Prepare just means you're you're scared shitless. You don't have enough balls. I'm going to wait till the time is right. No, it's the, the time is now, man. Cause like what you said, I don't know if I stroke out today and, and that that's, that's how I changed my life because I was in comfort for so long. And it was always that excuse that, you know, that, that fear, yeah. that fear scary. Totally is. And, and look, the, the truth about this is if you want, seriously, people need to understand this. If you want to have the life that you want to have, you're going to have to adopt the reality that if you are not living life in the context of no excuses, just results, that your life will never be different. Because there's always a reason to have an excuse. I can have a million of them. Oh, man, I couldn't get my computer booted up right earlier. Excuse. And so what? Do it anyway. Because here's the truth, man. Like, I'm, I'm telling you, and I, I know people listening to this are going to feel like we're being hard on them because I am, because you're wasting opportunity because that thing, like I think about this, I had somebody message me the other day on Instagram, right? I'm in the midst of writing book number four and, and they email me and they go, how do you write a book? Can you tell me the whole process and what you do? You know what I responded? Omar, I said, you sit down and you write a fucking book. That's that, what you do. Dude, Dave, that's, that's what I, I tell them. One fucking page, one paragraph, one sentence. Oh, how long does does it take? Well, it took me forty seven years to write my first. Book. <laughs> that, that's that's how long it takes. No, man, but because it's always that. It, it anything that requires like a process, a journey. They want you to say like, "Hey, Michael, how did did you lose all that weight overnight? Was there a pill I can take? Can I intermittent fast for like two weeks?" Was that what you did? You know, they don't like hearing the word work. You said it the process. You had to do NLP. You had to do all these seminars. People just want you to say, hey, you know what? There, there's this magical program that I bought on my iMac at the Apple store. It writes the book for me. All, all I do is, <laughs> you know, I, I talk into it and, and, and it, it creates... The, the next Warren piece, it, it creates the, the, the next 10X. It, it creates the, the next Awaken the Giant Within or the next Harry Potter. People want you to lie to them. They, they, he, he wanted, your, on Instagram, he wanted you to say, hey, man, it's easy. You know, it, it's but, like- But Omar, look, dude, hold on, hold on. It is easy. 
It is easy. You sit down and you do it. It's that easy. That's the easy button. <laughs> That's the easy button. You, you want to lose weight? It's easy. You learn. You educate yourself. You put yourself in uncomfortable situations. You go to the gym. You change your diet. You get a nutritionalist. You read the blogs. You listen to the podcast. You go, to, you go every single day and ask yourself, what am I willing to do to have the life that I want to have? You show up in that life. You do not bend. You do not negotiate with yourself. You push yourself through no matter what every single day without question unequivocally until you hit your fucking goal. It is easy. You just don't want to do it because the difference between where you are and where you want to be is a mindset shift. And you've convinced yourself that it's okay to take it easy on yourself. Look, the truth is the difference between why I've been successful and why people have not who have come through the same backgrounds as I have is this. I ask myself all the time, dude, because it's very important. I'm going to give you my values first because I want to create context. My values are honesty, kindness, leadership, self-actualization, and no excuses. My second value is kindness. I know people are listening. They're like, you don't sound like a kind guy. Honesty is number one. Those things are not mutually exclusive, I promise you. (laughs) And so in that, the thing that I've discovered and and understood to be about myself that's so true is self-care is incredibly important. It's at the top of my list. I must take care of myself. Eat well, sleep well, work out well, be a person of character, act like I give a damn about myself. And in that, I ask myself this question because you get you hit this threshold, right? And you're like, oh man, I worked out one day this week. Oh, I can do it tomorrow. You know, I I had a pizza. I fucked up. Might as well just go back to doing what I was doing. Look, here's the truth. You got to ask yourself: Are you taking care of yourself? Or are you taking it easy on yourself? Because these are two very different concepts. And if you are a person who is constantly taking it easy on yourself, then I'm going to have to break you some really hard news. You don't get to complain. So shut up. And look, that's hard to hear because people are like, yeah, but I want this life. No, you don't. Or you would put in the work. And look, I want to create practicality in this. Why don't you put in the work? Rewind it. Causation and correlation. Think about this for a second. You're like, I want to, I want to go and make a podcast, right? People, there's tons of people listening. And this is an easy one because it's right here. It's in front of us. Go back to fifth grade. You're in band. You're doing the recital. And your teacher comes up to you and goes, you know what? We're going to take you off a of first chair, your fourth chair now. You didn't work that hard this week. You're embarrassed. You're shamed. Maybe the reason you couldn't work so hard that week is because your dad was beating the shit out of you every night, right? How dare you play that instrument? Who do you think you are? Taking away your agency, that ability for you to be you. And so now you're 35 and you have this experience that says, when I want to put myself out publicly... There's shame, there's pain, there's guilt, there's judgment, there's ramifications. Your brain works for survival. And so your brain telling you, no, don't do it. Don't you dare make that podcast. It's too scary. People are going to judge you. You're going to get shame. They'll be ridiculed. You'll get in trouble. There'll be ramifications. You must understand causation in your life. 
You must understand correlation in your life. There is an A plus B equals C equation to everything that happens in our experience. So when you're in this place right now and you're not showing up for yourself, you're not building or doing that thing that you said you wanted to do, even though Omar and I are sitting here telling you it's easy is because you're trapped in a narrative of a construct of an idea that you did not create. That has been embedded in you, ingrained in you, enmeshed in you, groomed into you. You've been told who to be. And so now that you're in a place where you're trying to figure it out on your own, it's terrifying. I tell people all the time, the Michael sitting here literally talking to you today is a realization of the idea of the person I thought I could be. 11 years plus in the making. I'm nowhere close to where I want to be. Dude, to be honest with you, I'm probably 37 years away from my life. I'm probably 37 years away from the person I want to be, what I want to build, what I want Think Unbroken to be, the impact I want to have in the world, my mind, my body, my money, my finances, my everything. And like that's the thing that I've come to discover. I keep hitting roadblocks. What's fascinating about the healing journey is that I look at it as like plateaus. I never fall backwards because I just I'm I'm under the rung of the ladder, right? I'm just at another plateau. And so when I fuck up, which I promise you I do, and I will again, it gives me this incredible insight to discover what has led me to that moment. Right. I go, I look at my finances in my 20s. Dude, I was making 120,000, 130,000 a year at 21 years old. That's insane money for a kid. I did that working for that corporation for multiple, multiple years. I blew, eh, call it 800, just gone, just wasted, in debt, living paycheck to living paycheck to paycheck, making more money than most people on planet Earth will ever touch. Why? Why would I do that? Let's think about this. It's not even scarcity. It's not even abundance. It's a poverty mindset because the only thing that I saw as a kid was money stress, financial issues, being scared of spending money, power getting turned off, getting evicted, not having enough money for gas, cars getting repoed. And guess what? Every one of those things happened to me in my 20s. I'll never forget. I got car repoed. I'm 21 years old. Well, how does that happen? Learn behavior. Because I was spending money on shit I didn't need instead of taking care of the things that I did. Because I witnessed that in my home. Guys, you have to understand this. There is a causation of everything that is happening in your life. And when you can bring acknowledgement to that, you can create a plan of action around it. The only way you're going to get to where you want to go is you have to know how you got to where you are. That's, That's powerful. But I mean, I trust me, I know the feeling. I, I was making like about 150, 200,000, uh, 22, 23, 24, 26. And I was in debt. But I kept on thinking I could buy my happiness. Maybe this new car, maybe, maybe smoking more dope, maybe doing coke, maybe doing this would make me feel like I was worthy. And it was always going after women that never served me, that that would beat me up on an emotional level because it was a learned pattern. I saw dysfunction. I saw toxicity at home with my mom, 
guy that she was with for 30 years who was an alcoholic beat her up. So I'm like, this, this is, this is all normal stuff. And it's, it's like what you said until you come to the realization that all this shit that you're causing is because, you know, it's all learned. It's, it, it truly is. And I, like you, I had to go through all these programs. I had to do all that until I came to the realization that shit, I don't need uh, kudos from anybody. I don't need the, oh, you're doing a great job. The, the happiness is, hey, I, I, I woke up today. I'm alive. My kids are alive. Friggin' sound mind. Well, as much as sound as uh, I'm working on that, <laughs> but you, you know what I mean? It, it, it's like, and when it comes to all these things, I tell people life is easy, man. We just fuck it up and we complicate things. It, it's like, you know, waiting for the new cookbook, the new diet to come out, the new side hustle, the new way to get passive income, the new book, the new Messiah, the new something. Every answer is out there. We just pretend we're waiting on the real answer. When the, the real answer is, it's all in here, man. We, yeah. it, it, if it's to be, it's up to me. And if you don't have the real answer, like what you said, if you can't afford Barnes and Noble, you can't afford Audible. There's so much free shit out there, and there's so many people out there that will guide you to the right path. All yeah. you have to do is ask for it. Ask God. Ask. Ask yourself. And forgive yourself and say, yes, I do deserve success. I do deserve happiness. I do deserve love. Yeah, I am love. And the important part about that too, I think, is that you have to have massive clarity about what you want. Because if you are... I think about it like this. If you're on a lake and you're on a sailboat and you aren't guiding the sail, the wind is going to blow you wherever the hell it wants to take you. But when you are in control of the mast and you are guiding that sailboat, you're going to dock where you choose to. Life is about decisions and choices. And if you do not have massive, unabashed clarity about what you want, you're going to land somewhere that you don't want to be. Like I think about like my goal, Think Unbroken, everything I do is about ending generational trauma in my lifetime through education and information so another child does not have to have a story like mine. That's massive clarity. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly how I'm spending every single moment of the day. I know why I'm writing books. I know why I'm on podcasts. I know why I'm coaching people. I know why I post on Instagram fucking five times a day. I know why I'm on TikTok. I know why I go speak on stages. I know why I take care of my physical, mental, emotional, spiritual body every single day. I know why I journal. I know why I do every single thing that happens in my life. And that doesn't mean it's not monotonous and boring because fuck, dude, a lot of times it is. Sometimes I'm like, man, I told this story 37,000 times this week, but I'm going to keep doing it. Why? Because I have clarity about the mission. And that's what it's about. You need to get massive clarity about why you're showing up every day, what you want, who you want to be. I ask myself, one of the questions I ask myself every single morning, say, who do I need to be today to serve the audience that needs to hear my message to change their life? Who do I need to be today? Because who I was yesterday is not going to get me to, to where I need to go. Who I was yesterday will not take me there. Who do I need to be as an entrepreneur? Who do I need to be as a business owner? Who do I need to be as a friend, as a partner, as a lover, as a brother, as a like a whatever? 
Who do I? I'm always questioning myself. How do I show up more authentically as me? How do I hold my boundaries? Dude, Omar, one of the things that's so fascinating about being a man in this space and coaching men around the world, my dude, the men I coach have a harder time with boundaries than the women do. My men have a harder time saying no than the women do. And it's fascinating me. That's why the book I'm writing right now is called Unbroken Man. It's a man's guide to healing trauma. Because I was like, look, we got a whole bunch of men, quote unquote, can't see this, running around like little boys. That's where I was. Dude, that's where you were too. Because you hadn't yet gone through the process. You hadn't been willing to step into taking your manhood. And like, I'm trying to reframe the conversation around man up. Man up to me is about living life in accordance with who you are through your values, through your boundaries, through your wants, needs, interests, and moral character. It ain't about the game. Fuck the game. Nobody cares about that. It ain't about your money. Nobody cares about that. It ain't about how many women you've been with. Nobody cares about that. It's about you being able to be a man of character who gives a damn about himself, who can look in the mirror and be okay with the reflection on the other side. But ultimately, you've got to be willing to have that much clarity. Who do you need to be today as a man to show up to serve your community, your church, your family, your friends, your partner, your kids, your world? You got to ask yourself these questions with massive to seek massive clarity, because if you don't know where you're going, you ain't going nowhere. I promise. Clarity is key. But why is it so many people have lack it? And they only know what they don't want because usually that's what they head towards. Because we're, dude, I think, look, man, I think Grant, who's one of our mentors mutually, right? I think Grant Cardone puts it best, probably better than anyone ever in 10X. You're told to be quiet. You're told to keep your head down. You're told to be in the back of the room and not go for what you want. You're told to get your ass in line for the assembly, go work the job for 37 years, get the pension, retire, die sick. That's what you're told. And so when you're only ever told, again, it's still learned behavior that's embedded in childhood, that's embedded in school. You've got to be willing to face the discomfort of being a contrarian. Like, that's how I think about it. Honestly, dude, like I'm a fucking contrarian. Tell me something and I will beat it to death on why I don't like it, why I don't think it works. And so I can solve and figure out for myself how it fits into my life. Like people are always like all the time to me, they're like, dude, it's got to be amazing to be um, mentored by Grant Cardone. I'm like, Sometimes, and sometimes I don't agree with anything he's saying, but sometimes it is. You've got to be willing to question. Here's what's interesting. It's like almost like questioning authority, right? I mean, even like uh, the, the thing that I know to be true probably most about my life is that I am not afraid to ask a question. I'm not. I'm not afraid. My secret power is the willingness to be shamed publicly. I don't give a fuck, dude. The, the worst thing that has ever happened to me has already happened. So I don't give a shit about your opinion of me. And so because of that, what it's done is it's allowed me to ask myself those questions. So the people who are stuck and they're like, I don't know how to ask myself that question. It's because you've never been given permission to ask yourself that question. You are only operating in life through what you've been permission, given permission to operate with. Because think about this. You go to school, you go to college, you go to the workforce, you have a syllabus for everything. You have a job description. You know what you're doing. You you have a college degree that says, I got a bachelor's in fine arts or wherever the fuck you go to college for. I don't know. I didn't go. But you get that thing, right? That kind of guides you. But in real life, there's there's no roadmap. 
There's no rule book. There's nothing that gives you the tools. You must seek them. You must find them. You must implement them. All of the people who buy courses who don't finish them, do you understand how stupid that is? Like, I want people to understand this because it's like, you're, you're like, I'm willing to invest my money, but I'm not actually willing to invest in myself. It's like, it's like the people who, when they go to the restaurant and they get all the food and they eat half of it and they don't take it home with them. Like that is so stupid to me. You're so wasteful. You're wasting opportunity. Dude, finish the class. Less than 2% of people finish the book they start reading. Less than 2%. Like, I, I'm going to give you real context here. Tom Bilyeu is one of my mentors. It, like last night, I was with him for two hours. Tom Bilyeu is a fucking billionaire, philanthropist, entrepreneur, probably arguably the best podcast host on planet Earth right now. And anyone could have had access to that guy, but they weren't willing to pay the price to get there. You've got to have, I had clarity in my life. I said, Tom Bilyeu is going to be my mentor one day, period. I decided. He didn't even know I existed. It's kind of like that Grant and Elena thing, right? She didn't know he existed, but he said, I'm going to make that happen. That is what I want. That's how I think about everything in life. I will be a New York Times bestselling author, Omar, before I fucking die. I swear to God, no matter what. Why? Because I already decided that shit. So if I got to self-publish 36 books before I get there, I don't care. I'm going to do it. And that's the thing about this whole fucking game, man. You must decide about your future and see it through no matter what. And you know what? All the fucking people that say it can't be done or it's not going to happen because of you. I, I always tell them, fuck you. Watch me now. Yeah. I, they, uh, who am I to write a book? Who am I to have a podcast? Who am I to coach? Who am I? Who am I? Well, fucking watch me and you'll see who I am. But that 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 that's... That's a, a person that quit dreaming or probably never started to dream to begin with. Yeah, that's why. Whole- but look, dude, that's why I told you the hardest thing that you do is create who you are. I had no dreams as a kid except one. I hope I don't die. That's the only dream I had as a kid. I hope I don't die. And so you get to this place in your life where one day you realize I've got to actually construct the dream that I want. And you've got to do that inner work to get there. If you don't have a dream right now, if you don't have a mission, if you don't have a goal, if you don't have ambition, I get it. I was, look, dude, you don't get to 350 pounds and put a gun in your mouth by fucking accident. You just don't. And when I was 27, I realized I had no self esteem, none. I didn't believe in myself. Like, think about this, dude. You've met me. I got fucking charisma. I'm fucking energetic. People flock towards me. I can get on the biggest stages in the world and speak in front of people. No problem. You got to earn that. You got to earn every inch. I was terrified of being who I was when I was 27 years old. Terrified. But I went and I did the work. I showed up. That's what this is about, man. It's about showing up for your life despite the fear you have, despite being scared, because that shit ain't going away and getting massive clarity about who you want to be because your dreams are only going to be as big as you choose them to be. Nobody's going to hand it to you. Nobody's look. The greatest discovery of my life, seriously, I was about eight years old. I was lying in bed, just fucking crying myself to sleep. I was like, I wish my real dad, dude. I wish my real dad would come and save me. 
He didn't come. There ain't nobody coming to rescue you. There is no Disney moment. Whatever that thing is that you're looking for, I promise you, you have to make it happen. I agree. So many people, well, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. Well, God gave you the fucking ability to get off your ass. You got health, you got sound mind, and he gave you free will. So if you want it, he gave you all those tools to go out there and get the job done. But if you're going to sit around and wait for a million dollars, wait for your soulmate, wait, wait for your dreams to come true. Yeah, that's that's Disney. That 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 ain't happening. People watch too many movies to think, or I'm sure you've heard this. Oh, I'm I'm a nice guy. That's why God's going to reward me. That's why I'm going to become a millionaire. That's why I'm Miss Mrs. Wright's just going to knock at my door because I pray every day. Well, if you're staying at home, you ain't going to meet anybody. You're going to have to go out there. You're going to have to be vulnerable. You're going to have to put yourself out there. You're going to have to say, hey, maybe I'm going to get my heart broken, but it's going to have to do it over and over. You're going to have to do the work. It is it painful? Yeah. Life, life without pain, then what's the point? You know, so many people want to take the Tylenol of their life, want to numb themselves by doing absolutely nothing. And that's why people do the, you know, excessive drugs, excessive drinking. It's watching Netflix, tuning out. It's to numb themselves numb the pain because that that regret when, when you have to numb yourself it to me it's your, your soul say hey man you're not doing what you want to do you're not doing what you were meant to be doing yep and the only way that's going to change you got to go look in that mirror man it, it, it's scary because let me tell you you know and we, we can lie to ourselves because we we do that great. Oh, it's not that bad. Um, I, I only need to lose a couple of pounds. I'm I'm not that much in the debt. Things are going to change. I'm a winner. I'm a driver. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, you can lie to yourself, but you cannot lie to that mirror. The the, the mirror stares right back at you, man. And, and results are results. And you know, if 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 our head and our mind, our heart aren't fixed, man. It, it's not just one area of your life. That shit's going to bleed out in everything. You, you own a business, but you, you keep on self-sabotaging your personal life. It's, it's going to bleed into that. To me, mind, body, spirit, that's, that's the number one thing that we all need to... And I'm a work in progress. Like what you said, I'm, yeah. I'm ahead of you in years. So I, I think, you know, hopefully I have enough years where I can finally say, hey, I've arrived in every level of my life. Yeah. Yeah, I get it, man. And I, I look at my life and I go, I might not get tomorrow. So I'm going to do whatever I can today. And and it's difficult and it's exhausting a lot of times. And it means, you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. But, you know, again, I, I think we all have the ability to do it. We all have the power to live the life that we want to live to learn to love ourselves and to be the hero of our own story. You just have to recognize everything in life is, uh, it's, it's like literature. It's a narrative, but this is a you versus you narrative. You're going to be the only person to rise and you're going to be the only person who's going to crumble. And so you just got to get massive clarity about what person you want to be. 
And when people around you, and, and I, I know we're probably running out of time here, but I want to say this when, when people around you, as you are growing, want to pull you down, that's how people get trapped. Remove those people from your life. Decide. Decide means to cut. You've probably been hearing this a lot, right? Decide means to cut, to remove. Take those people out of your life if they are not serving you. It's going to be hard. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to leave your girlfriend, leave your boyfriend, leave your city. You're going to have to give it all up. Go to the new place. Do the new thing. Because when you are stepping into being who you want, the people around you who are used to you being the person you were, they're going to miss that person. And so you've got to decide who you want to be. Do you want to be you for them? Or do you want to be you for you? Well, you know, every level of your life, you have to give up things that no longer serve you. You know, 30 years ago, 31 years ago, I graduated high school. I had to give up that circle. Well, whatever you want to call it. I wouldn't consider it a circle of influence. But people to get to good or mediocre to decent, you have to give up things, people, vices that no longer serve you. And then every level. And that's why, you know, the Grant Cardone's Anthony Robbins, their circle gets smaller and smaller because, you know, you just have to, you have to give up people, man. And, and that's, that's a harsh reality. People don't understand that. If, if people are trying to bring you down, you know, you're, you're on your way up. They've, they've got two choices. They, if they want to, you know, they can man up like what you would like to say, level up their life to reach the same standards because it's like a person that's drowning. All they're going to do is unfortunately bring, bring your ass down with them. Yep. And so like, I think about it all the time. The people in my life, they're either on the plane or they're watching me take off. Amen. Man, I... You know what? I, I love you to death, dude. I, like I said, we just, I, I gravitated to you and you know, that that's just, that shows you. And, and heck it, it was hard to say, Hey, I would like you to read my book because you know, I, I always have that people say I'm an extrovert on this, I'm that, but it was a process, man. I was a complete fuck up as a kid all the way, you know, baby steps, brother. <laughs> I'm a work in progress. You know, am I, am I good? I'm I'm way better than who I was 10 years ago, way better than who I was 15 years ago, but you know, constant and never ending improvement. Like with the big man, Anthony Robbins would say, that's how I live my life. As long as I wake up today, a better version than who I am yesterday. Eventually I know I'll, I'll get, get to that path, man. Tell, tell the audience, how do we find you, Michael? Cause I, I, I know how to find you. But how do they find you? Yeah, I'm everywhere at Michael Unbroken. And uh, you can listen to the Think Unbroken podcast if you just search Think Unbroken on iTunes or Spotify or check out thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. I tell people all the time, you don't ever have to buy anything if you just listen to that show because it's all there. And that's true. Knowledge knowledge is power. Knowledge is out there. I, I don't ever have that limiting belief that I don't have money. Yeah, you 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 might not have money to... To go to a UPW, you might not have money to go to a 10x growth con, but you know what? Like what you said, there's the library, there's Goodwill, there's YouTube. Instead of watching two guys hit, hitting each other in the balls, you know, there's plenty of free material out there, man. You know, Netflix, there's there's documentaries. You know, Prime, there's documentaries. But you know, people people will come up with any excuse, brother. 
And man, like I said, thank you for the time. I, I love you. And you know what, guys? You, we're, we're always in the same room because we always believe you have to, you have to pay. You, it's not the price tag. It's the price of not paying to being in the right rooms. That's how people need to operate. Yeah, absolutely. And it's my pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you. You know, we'll run into each other because we always do. I love you, man. For sure, brother. Thank you. I appreciate you, my friend. See you soon. For sure. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back. Every time I load my gun up so I can shoot for the stars. I hear a voice like, who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind when I start thinking bold. Like, why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think The thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What if it did what if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.